0: Here from Games Brains and Headbanging Life, and you're about to be listening to an interview we conducted with guitarist Sven of Danish death metal band Based. Their new studio album Necrosapiens was released on March 5th, 2021, via Century Media Records. An absolute beast of an album. Go check it out now, you'll have a great time with it. In this interview, we discussed the album, the reaction to it so far, where bass might be going from here, as well as what they meant when they described Neco as being the most sound sounding record so far, as well as much, much more. Sit back and enjoy.
1: You know, at the moment, we have, I think, almost 20 interviews a week, and that's we can't meet up that many times. <laughs>
0: so. No, 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 of course it is that busy, busy, busy period between promoting the what is what is going on in your camp right now. But before we get to that, I just wanted to check in, man. The last 12 months obviously has been crazy for all of us across the world. Uh, yeah. How have you been holding up in, in this period?
1: Um, we've been in some way lucky uh, because all of a sudden we had a lot of time to do the record. Mm. And um, we just kept rehearsing two times a week all the time. Um, and that made us be uh, being able to to record the album live because we we were playing that much, and um, I think the record turned out way better than it would have because we had time to really go into the songs and really finish the songs as their own product instead of having to come up with ten tracks fast for an album. Right. Um, so we've been we we've been lucky, um, I think.
0: So you would consider that the the uh, what positives you can possibly take out of this period? That is obviously a major positive of yep. the band in general. What what other positives can you think of that occurred in the last twelve months that you've kind of gone okay, that's something I can at least
1: take out of this. Ooh, uh, <sighs> yeah, that's that's that's
0: that's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, imagine it complete. How much of a difference in how you guys normally rehearsed and worked together. Did it force? Were you able to adapt easily?
1: Yeah, uh, we all live in the same town, so we just meet up every Monday and Friday as we always do. Um, my brother is the manager, so we always meet up with him every Monday and Friday as we do. Um, uh, some of the other guys in the band were home to experience their kids' second birthdays. That's that's that was pretty neat because. We were supposed to be touring for all of those, actually. Yeah. Um, but for bass best, you know, we really just kept on going as we usually do. Uh, but this time around, creating music more than touring. Uh, for example, the album Venenum, we were home three weeks in between two tours with Decapitated. Yeah. And then we finished the album, recorded it. And mixed it in three weeks oh my goodness and then then the guitarist had a baby and then we left for tour and then the bass player had a baby and then we left for tour <laughs> you know, so so we've been yeah i think mostly lucky it's a bummer to reschedule a tour with phil anselmo mm-hmm. but when i recovered from the from the worst shock it was okay and yeah. i still we're still going to do that tour anyway, so.
0: Yeah, of course, it's just uh, it's postponed rather than cancelled, and um, it's it's been nice to hear that you've basically been forced to take a rest. Yeah,
1: yeah man. Well, it's been really, a... and I think it's been, it's been healthy for the band, and it's been, um, it's been it's been fun to do an album this way, and I think we're going to do it the same way next time. Not in as much time, but we're definitely going to record it live and, and all that stuff.
0: Okay, that's good. Wow, growing from it as well. I mean, it's been, a, it's been, what, five days? A few days since the release of the album, Necro said yep. The dust is
1: beginning to settle slightly.
0: How are you feeling? Not that- really,
1: actually. The, just a couple hours ago, my brother called me and we just chatted on the German album list. Um, wow. Like, number 23. Um, so if we hit a top 30 on the like, overall German album chart, Oh my goodness, that, that, could be, that could be pretty fantastic. So, it's everything is still happening, and we're still shipping out all the records we're selling out fast on the vinyl, and everyone is as well. We have guys from vinyl shops calling us, telling us to give them our vinyl. And we have to say we don't have any yeah. left, so everything's still crazy. Uh, that's, but that's great.
0: Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's not properly going to settle for months in theory, but the reaction to it so far has been phenomenal across the board, yeah. from fans, comments on social media, to reviews. How, how much of that have you been able to take in?
1: Uh, basically, we see everything, you know, all the revu- reviews, all the comments, we do go in and read all the YouTube comments and discuss them, like, does he have a point? Oh, (laughs) are we we really gay guys? Uh, But um, we see all of them on the new videos and uh, we think it's fun. And we see all the orders going up from the web shop because we're the one packaging them ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we really like to stay close to what's happening and and feel the development, uh, because that's that's pretty amazing to be able to do that. A lot of bands don't do any of their own merchandising and stuff. We do, and it's the same kick every time you see oh this one is going to Switzerland and that's going to Mexico, and that's going to the u s somewhere and it's It's just crazy that there are fans out there actually buying the stuff and getting it shipped
0: oh wow where, where where can you remember? Where's the weirdest place you've had to ship it to so far?
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure I did send one to to Naples, oh, wow. uh, in the La Mountains. And was pretty impressed. We sent out one record to Greenland and that arrived on the uh, release day. Oh my. That's my. one pretty efficient uh, male guy out there, <laughs> and I salute him.
0: Yes, he got it to the owner and win one on the day of release. Super important. Yeah, on
1: the other side of Earth, almost. It's pretty amazing.
0: Amazing, yeah. So, you, you guys have called this the most best sounding record, the record where you sound most like yourselves. And you used the tagline "the best bass there is," which is oh, I adore that tagline. What was particularly different was it just the fact that you played it live that made it so different and made you come up with that thought process.
1: Um, no, I think we finally were able to to man up and really say if if we like some melody or some riff or some song, it's going to go on the album, whatever it's death metal or not, you know. Sometimes we've done, for example, the melody for Genesis, it wouldn't have made it to the second record or the first one because it's. I don't think we knew how to wrap ourselves around a melody like that. Mm. But we figured out this time that we could embrace a simple melody that's pretty happy but still make it sound like death metal. And that's also because we had that much time to do it because if we were busy, it was just, just been thrown away. But this time around we just had to focus on it. And, uh, that's why it's the most bass sounding because you can hear the love for the newer opeth. You can hear the love for, uh, the newer carcass. You can hear that the drummer really does enjoy traditional rock and rush and, and, all that stuff, and that's hard to incorporate in a death metal record, especially because death metal fans are really picky and yeah, they're really vocal about what they like and what they don't like.
0: Yeah, there's some risk, there's some risk involved when you're going to experiment within death metal. Um, yeah. A risk worth taking, you think?
1: Yes, for the first time we've done an album where no one can pick a favorite track. You know, we love them all and we can play them so well because of the way we we recorded it that it's just it's fun to play and it's fun to present to people and it's fun to see the reactions and you know there's not one bit of the album i don't like well, that's, so that's pretty pretty amazing
0: yeah absolutely particularly as time goes by at this stage a lot of artists might be kind of sick of hearing the album because although it's new to us you've had it a yes. lot longer <laughs>
1: We've had it for a while. <laughs> We've been working on it for a while. But yeah, it's still fun to hear. And it's still, I, I really enjoy listening to the organic sound of, of the live recording because mm. that's, that's how we sound when we play live. And that's how we sound when we rehearse. The, the whole idea was that we write the songs in the same rehearsal space. Um, so that's how the songs should sound. Mm. So we basically just brought the same gear I have the same settings on my amp as in the rehearsal space. That that's the same, the exact same settings. That's in the studio, and just mic'd it up and recorded it. And that's 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 nice to think about because it's it's makes it super real.
0: Yeah, it it's incredibly authentic, as you say. It, it, there's no other way it could not be. Mm. Oh. Um, I think it might surprise people. Say, people who are new to Based and they're coming in on this album, they might be quite surprised to learn that you're not 20 years into your career. You are 2015, but with your third album, this motivation that you guys have to keep pushing on, where does that come from?
1: I think that comes from um, meeting up every fucking Monday and (laughs) being a part of every decision and being a part of every little detail. on every little thing, you know, it's as, as long as we're a part of everything, we see how it grows and we see what's happening and we feel that it makes sense to, to keep muscling on, you know, uh, we see how it grows and that's super inspiring and super motivating for, for everyone. So, and I think we've actually done a really big hack on life you know, turning Monday around from being the shittiest day to being the greatest day because we just have to meet up in the rehearsal space and play songs yeah. at nine in the morning. So maybe, maybe just because we have great Mondays <laughs> apart from everyone else almost on the planet, that's that might be it. I don't know.
0: No, it's a good, you never really consider that Monday, first day back to work, most people hate, but hey, you guys are going to get to hang out and rock out together.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and still do some, but some fun work, you know. <laughs>
0: So, I mean, obviously you guys, you're part of the death metal scene and that scene is timeless almost to a degree. Other, other scenes and genres, they have come, they've come back, they disappear for one or so, and so on. It's not the case with death metal. In your opinion, being the style of music you play and probably your, your own personal choice, what is about death metal that you think makes it so timeless that it never seems to die?
1: I think that the basic rules of death metal makes it timeless. That um, if you have a great sounding riff and you have some thunderous drums and a singer that's screaming one way or another, it is death metal in some way. And then people can do millions of things within these boundaries. And I think that's why like at least the classic Death metal is is still alive. There's some some soft genres out there that's not doing too well, but that's that's fine. Um, these like basic elements uh, are timeless, just just as rock and roll. Mm. Um, so yeah, basically yeah, it's because it's rock and roll. It's still alive, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, and of course you mentioned as well there's a lot of room to experiment. And obviously that's what you're, you're, you, you guys have done a little bit on this. Going forward, yeah. is experimentation something that you not necessarily want to focus on, but you, you, you're going to allow to be more natural within, within the unit?
1: I think it's it's going to be a natural part of it now because it's, we found out it's not that dangerous to do. It's not, yeah. it's not horrible and it's not going to turn out a shitty record and it's not going to be horrible for us. Actually, we're just going to have way more fun and we're going to enjoy the process a lot more. There's not going to be any like crazy experimentation because the stuff we love is still like simple death metal. Yeah. Like I I can't find any greater moment than when Sebastian just starts pounding on the double bass to a new riff we just wrote. Mm. That feeling just puts on simple drums but rock and roll backbeat—that's just great. And if we can evolve around that, that's that's the idea going forward.
0: No, that's cool. It makes sense. It's not like you're going to the next album isn't going to be a progressive rock uh, attempt or you know Operation Mindcrime or something like that. Basically,
1: now, me and Sebastian really love Rush, so there might be some Rush elements in there, but it's still gonna be with Simon on the vocals and Lesser on guitar and Moody on bass. So as it's still the same five guys, it's still gonna be the same bass. And um, we're not gonna allow anyone to do any clean vocals, I think. Um, mm. um, that's also pretty important for me um, because there's only one guy who can pull it off and that's Michael Lagerfeld.
0: And, uh, oh, oh, goodness
1: me, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I mean.
1: Maybe when he dies, we can allow ourselves to try, but. Uh, not
0: until then. Well, I was going to go more than the idea. Hey, who knows? There's a future guest on a song and maybe that'll be it. That could be sick. Yeah, man. That could be- Absolutely. So you, 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 you talked already about how interactive you are, but the demands that come with that interaction, the social media side of things, your Facebook, your Twitters, your Instagrams, all the stuff that you need to do as a band. It's quite important, but do you, A, enjoy it and B... How do you balance the demands of the fans online and your own personal taste
1: towards social media? Um, I think uh, we just started a a fan group on Facebook and that started making it fun again because that's actually interaction from people who are really into it and want to know more. So that's where most of the stuff is happening. People are um, posting pictures of they got the, the record in the mail or the new shirt or, when did you see the guys for the first time? Or someone is posting a picture, I'm, ex- I'm throwing access to my favorite base shirt. And that's, that's fun, I think, because you get to interact with those people. Mm. Um, the, the main sites are mainly for, for business and, and information like tours and, and stuff. And that, that can be quite boring sometimes. But then again, each time we have to do something that involves social media, we like to think about um, Pantera and their home videos, because those are the greatest pieces of video on earth. And they succeeded in showing themselves as human beings and, and idiots while being in the greatest band at the moment, the biggest band in the world, almost in the moment. Um, So we try to get inspired by that and to be real, but still, You know, accept that there's people out there who want to know stuff, who want to see stuff. And, uh, you know, I want to be the band I was looking for when I was younger. Really? Yeah. Whenever I went to YouTube to find a new tour documentary, I'd seen them all. And that was a bummer because I just wanted to see more. I wanted to see more of guys being bored in a bus or putting up equipment on some shitty venue because I just love that whole world. And we try to give that to the fans. And I think we're going to get better and it's going to evolve. But I think if you're sick of social media being in a band, just try to put yourself in the fans' shoes because yeah. they want to see more and they want to know more.
0: But you've still got to have a limit, right? But, you know, you can't expose your entire personal life to the fans, even if they demand it, right?
1: I think people are quite decent. Mm-hmm. And there's only really been a few that's been crossing some of the lines. We have, we've had some guys showing up at the rehearsal space, and that's, that's pretty annoying because we're working. But then again, they are fans, and we know they want to see us. But mm-hmm. after an, a nice uh, conversation, and that you really have to let us, let us do this and let us be, yeah. it's not happening again. And, you know, I think people are well-behaved. We are yet to see someone who are crossing any, any lines, but when they do, we pro- of course have to decide whether or not we want to be a part of it. But uh, for the time being, it's okay.
0: Fair enough, yeah, cross that bridge when you get to it, as it were. Listen, you've got to be feeling a bit caged up at the moment, right? Not just talking about being stuck at home, we're talking about the fact that getting out there and playing live. In particular, you, in April, you should have been over here. Uh, yeah, in the UK in London. My look. Well, I'm in London at uh, the Black Heart. So, obviously, it's obvious that you're looking forward to that aspect. But for those who have never experienced you guys live, describe from your perspective what you might experience if, when, if when those shows happen, they come along.
1: Um, from my perspective, it's uh, like a rock and roll show um, with. The vibe of Death metal, Yeah, you know people having tons of fun jumping around and uh, people on stage having tons of fun jumping around, smiling, inviting everyone in, but then it's about slaughtering nuns and it's about uh, you know the stuff all the lyrics are about i think it's it's a fun death metal show, and not that many like these guys there's not that many of the metal shows they sort of. They sort of get into it because they see us having so much fun. Mm. Um, that's at least what I think. They might be leaving. I don't know. <laughs> but but uh, a base show is—it's—it's it's a fun show.
0: Do you know the venue? Uh, the one in London. The one—the Black Heart. Do you know it? Uh, well, do you know? No, any... not really. No. It is awesome. No. It's a great. Uh, it's one of our locals. It's a great venue picturing you guys inside that venue it will be insane so if you are thinking about getting a ticket people i can assure you it's going to be great
1: it's going to be sick small venues man it's the fucking best
0: yeah man and of course you obviously have the big the big phil anselmo tour to come back again round in the future it kind of seems like once the, once you're allowed to you're just going to take off rocking again
1: yeah, that's, that's what it says in the books. Uh, we have all the dates covered and moved three or four times. Just move them to when we hope we're going to be able and then we move them. I think my brother moved our headlining tour in Denmark four times or something. Um, yeah, talking to 20 venues four times. That's a lot of emailing going on. Um, but whenever we're ready, we're going we're gonna to go nuts. Luckily, we're we had we got to play a show last Thursday on uh, on TV, and that was actually with the experimental stage setup. So that's a, that's a live version of Genesis that you can find on YouTube. That's actually quite fun.
0: Was uh, yeah? So it was fun because it sounds very complex.
1: It was fun. We had uh, each our own like two three meters high podium, and then we're standing around with Sebastian in the middle on a smaller podium and then just full on live production and, and whatever in the best TV time there is. So that was, that was fun to do.
0: Cool. So Ben, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks, man. Of course.
0: Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on GBHBL.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there, that's patreon.com forward slash G-B-H-B-L, as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, and of course, if you like this video, do us a favor, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for?